anybody recognize that one? No. Far side. And then it comes on. It's just some classic shit. That old. Yo! <laughs> now in my younger days, I used to sport a chef when I carried. Oh man. With an apple for my teacher, because I knew I'd get a kiss, Roberta. When the class was dismissed. Yo, welcome back. It is TTG in the house. This is uh, your uh, fearless co-host, JTM in, the, uh, and JTM in the Kitchen. We're here in the beautiful Livermore Valley Advanced Creative Studio. I'm with the one and only Banana Savannah. Hi. And uh, the Matt Savannah. I love it. I gotta keep finding one. Uh, coming in hot. Oh, coming in, coming in hot. I'm telling you, we got it. We got, and as always, we have our um, unofficial sponsor and story. Drinking it up, it's a quad shot, and it'll make sense once we get halfway through this episode. Mm. Um, my fingers are shaking already, but don't forget about Rory and our main man, our main producer, Rory, making it happen in the back there. <laughs> um, That's Rory. Welcome back, guys. I've never How you heard on? Him bark. I love the ad lib. How you guys hey. feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm really digging this new flow. This new flow on our recording day here yeah. you know mondays it's yeah. kind of a good way to start mondays while we're here in the present this episode is technically in the future right mm, so yes. at this yes, point we would have released three awesome episodes already wow mm-hmm. season five is rolling. season five is rolling we are well on our yeah. way um we're matt getting... has like put us into some discipline now yeah i explained it the other matt was talking to one of our members yesterday and i was just like listen i was like jeremy and i insanely creative people <laughs> great ideas zero discipline yeah, <laughs> i was like matt has disciplined us got us some structure Fair enough. yeah we're yeah. here monday rocking it at the same time uh unless all three of us can't make it. We yeah. don't even have to do a solo episode. Well, and but it's not going to happen. We got a good thing. No, I mean, we, we talk. We, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a, a ten episode season five to to get us rolling, and we're already halfway there. So, wow. I, I yeah. mean, how do you? Yeah, how do you stop now? Right, the best is yet to come. Um, but yo, it's still no. It's not March anymore when you're listening to this. But how about those? But right now it is. But for right us, now it's the first it day of spring. Actually, today is that right? Officially. Yes, it is. I okay. looked it up yesterday. First day of I, I spring. Like spring. A, damn, I wish I had like a spring sound on my. I don't on even my, know what that would sound, sound like. Mm. Like birds chirping. Thunderstorm. Oh yeah, there birds. you go. Right, like, There'll be some birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, the sound of a flower blooming. Have you ever heard that before? Um, yeah, on the, the time lapse ones. I, was, I had yeah. no idea what you yeah. were going with that. I've never heard it sounds a lot like a fart, to be quite honest. If you're <laughs> no, really it just quiet. like makes like a little unraveling noise. That's if like, oh, have like you seen like the plant oh. like time lapse? They'll like fast forward it, and it's just like a plant like growing yeah, and blooming. Super satisfying. So like when they actually have the sound on, sometimes it just like there will be like some types of sounds oh, that just kind of sound like I don't know, like unwrapping. Well, I chase uh, I chase sounds. Well, now I'm questioning. I'm like, wait, did they add that noise? Uh, this is why you think before you speak, guys. <laughs> That's all right. I always well, question it. Here. <laughs> We go season five. Um, you guys still enjoying yourself, right? We're still in yeah. or what? All oh, in? I'm digging yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good workout this morning. Um, I was actually surprised that they weren't harder on us after, given that it was the week week the Monday after St. Patty's Day. Um, oh, so, who so coached f- this morning? Please, didn't Matt. Matt. I did. Matt. You're one and only early morning. It was a, yeah. Yeah, it was a good at game. six. Oh, you you doubled five thirty six thirty, and you went to Hayward. Yes. God damn it, Matt! You did that's a lot today. Usually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's usually his Mon- that's normally his Monday routine. Yeah. So yeah. after this podcast, Matt will Matt will have had an entire day, and it's only at twelve. Um, <laughs> so. Like I know that I didn't do quarterfinals this weekend, like Brad and Grace and Nakoa did, but I feel like I did quarterfinals yes. this weekend. I woke up this morning, I'm like, I ain't running in the dark. I ain't and running I, in the dark. Yeah. I grabbed my book and I went and, and read on the couch. For everybody the out dog. there. 
quarterfinals just means really hard workouts that no regular human being would do. Man, no. that's just how you sum that up. That's, but they uh, did really good. It was it's uh, three of our members at the gym. One of them um, is my spouse. The other one is Matt's spouse. Nicola, um, you've heard him on here before. <laughs> my Nicola spouse, my spouse, Nicola, and Grace Delicious, and, and Grace Delicious, yeah, 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 Coco, um, Coco and Grace. They, uh, they made it to quarterfinals for the CrossFit Open, and they did really well. When Both did they Grace, find out? Well, uh, Grace and Nicola went made it in the top one thousand. For the Western region, That's, which is really yeah, good. Dope. It is good. Yeah. Man, I'm getting on As you put half, half marathon here, dude, um, are we speaking on that? Yeah. Well, you I mean, are. so yeah, I mean, it, it, at this point it this happened a, a few, a few weeks ago, but yeah. um, we had, you know, so SVC and Matt were, were representing for the CFL. Um, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous day. It's, it's a day that offers more than just running. Right. So, I mean, just yeah. like. And I didn't, I didn't get to make it down. So, you know, selfishly, like, give us the recap, man. How was the day? It was, it was beautiful out there. Yeah. I think I made Rory Park. I think, I think I, that was me. Oh, I, Rory, like, Rory. And that, that's so Rory in the background. All fired up. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was a good segue because we were talking about the quarterfinals, which is like, you know, a harder competition in the CrossFit world. And uh, we saw a lot of people down at the Livermore Half Marathon and there's always different levels of that. But there's some extreme people there. You get there and yeah. it's like the race is like, you know, an mm-hmm. hour and a half in and people are cruising past the uh, finish line. But um, one thing I will say, if you guys have never been down to the Livermore Half uh, Marathon and you're just looking for a little pick-me-up during the day, just go hang out down at the finish line at about two hours into the race where, let's call them, you know, the, the normal people that are out there just challenging themselves, maybe running it the for civilians. the first time. Yeah, the yeah. civilians, if you will. And uh, when they come across the finish line, there's a lot of families there. I mean, you could just see these people emotional release as they come across. Mm-hmm. And it's just like months of hard work that they put in to accomplish their goal. And um, you, you go down there and you will you will leave inspired, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people with the Live More Half Marathon, I forget exactly. the. Um, I know Gina is a lady who we always coordinate with, but yeah. I forget like if there's an umbrella company underneath. So I apologize about that. There is. And I forget what it is. I forget their name. We'll probably remember. By the but end. they put on such yeah. a great show. And, I'm, um, you know. It was raining. It was uh, the weather wasn't exactly perfect for it. There was a new route due to all the rain because there was a lot of flooding through yeah. the Sycamore um, Grove area. So yeah. they they had to kind of reroute the the race. So it was a newer it was a newer track for those that have ran it before. But they always put on a really good venue down there. So if and you haven't a, been, go check it out. Yeah, it's a really the Livermore Half is actually a really popular one. It's a part of a larger organization of half marathons, marathons, and the they run one mm. in Oakland, and this is the one that kind of comes right after it or before it. I can't quite remember, yeah. but. Uh, Gina, who's the woman that we contact and who anybody else contacts to do a booth down there, mm-hmm. has told me a few times over the phone that like this is a very popular one because it's Regionally. such a because it's such a pretty run because oh, hell yeah. Yeah. because yeah. like it's yeah. the wine country and she says like a lot of people look forward to it because it's just so nice even when the weather is like bad like you're still just running in a really beautiful area and people yeah, yeah a lot of people like to come to it and one thing that we experienced last year and this year is there are quite a few people throughout the rest of the bay it's not just like livermore residents yeah. that come to a do ton. this one go livermore and yeah. i mean yeah. shout out to the sponsors here we have uh, livermore downtown inc which you know makes sense the city of livermore gets their hands dirty sunrise mountain sports thanks for all the shoes and the dirty socks uh, well, they were clean at first. Uh, Stanford, uh, Stanford Tri Valley Medicine, um, and Livermore Valley Arts. So, um, awesome. That's a uh, you know that's that's a nice roundabout list, and I'm sure the list grows grows every year. Um, but yeah, man, you you can just tell the the energy, even a few days, and even you know a couple weeks removed from the event. It's it's a really it's a really great way to kind of start the year. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. yeah, I think having like a motivation to like work towards too. Like mm-hmm. if you sometimes like just. I mean, we should always care about our health, but sometimes just like 
caring about your health and yeah. like you're like yeah i need to kind of shoot for something so mm-hmm. like finding an event that you can kind of work your way up towards you know throughout mm-hmm. the year even halfway through the year is really great which i feel like some of our members typically do that yeah, they you have want nice, something uh, to shoot for a nice conglomerate of folks cfl folks that uh, sign up for that oh yeah, yeah yeah there's always a handful that that sign up each year and it actually times right up with the nutrition challenge which you guys if you've been listening to the season you heard in the first episode but um, it's eight weeks out from like, uh, was it January 7th, which is like the first Monday in January oh, totally or something like that. January oh, yeah, totally 9th was so it was eight day, weeks, yeah. which is like perfect. So some people could really tie some New Year's resolutions to it uh, mm-hmm. next year and start right afterwards and have a, a nice nine, eight week runway up to the race. Yeah. Hmm. And um, so that's something that that uh, that's pretty cool about where that's positioned yeah. them there. And it's all about health, but you get to drink a beer after too. So you like, do. People get it out. like Heck instantly, yeah. which is kind of yeah. cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. So go Livermore. Um, go Livermore. We continue to just be 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 a cool town. We keep changing it up. Yeah. Um, otherwise, um, it's it's us. Um, it's the Thruple. Woohoo! Um, and we're we are here, again. and we're back That's again. Um, and just and just like I said, continuing to uh, learn how to play in the sandbox with each other. But we hope you're enjoying it. Uh, four four episodes in at this juncture, so we've got of loads place. of uh, wonderful guests ahead of you. We've already had a couple at this point. Um, we started with Grace Grace Alicious. Um, there's a lot of good gems in there, um, and she'll be back as our resident resident diet. nutritionist. Yeah, resident. Yeah. yeah, we just well, to the point where like we end up just. I think we'll just start calling people like the house band, and like followed by like the house band, which yeah. is you know story Paul Paul over yep. story our man, yeah, who's always just. He's it's too easy to bullshit with him on. Yeah, here. we could have gone for hours. With oh him. man, he it's just. Really- <laughs> Everybody that works there is just such a good time, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, easy to bullshit with all of them. It's yeah, it's yeah. so he's got a good crew, and I think the reason why he's so good on this podcast is because like he like you like you know podcast is sometimes about putting landmines landmines out there for people to like you know step on. He steps <laughs> so on everyone. Nice. He steps on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. Um, oh yeah! Shout out to Cole and Jimmy. Cole Jimmy. They uh, yeah. They wish me a happy po- us a happy podcast yeah. day. So shout Thanks, out guys. to you guys Thanks, and guys. for the coffee. Uh, but we're back again. So um, you know we're gonna we're talking small business. It's gonna be a uh, I mean an hour long. Uh, well, you know a briefer a briefer episode today. We don't have a guest, but we're gonna just keep the momentum on talking about small business focuses. Um, a few. You know, it's a few topics around it. Um, I like all these topics. Can we like try and hit all of them today? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I want to start with the importance of fun and play um, in the I spirit like of it. Livermore, you know, the marathon and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about I, I've talked about, you know, I listen to Simon Sinek podcasts or, you know, often in the morning because it's a nice little like 20, 30, you know, 30 minute hit before you start a day. Um, and there was an episode related to the importance of fun. Um and, you know, some podcasts speak to you more than others at certain times. And this one was, I say what I got out of it was, it was, um, you know, in some capacities, it felt like uh, permission a little bit um, mm. to like, to go have fun. You you learn about the science, obviously. It's like Simon Sinek. These are, you know, people with master's degrees in, the, in this shit. So it's not just like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> um, but like they went into just like the the neurological and just like the emotional and, and, and like the, you know, the internal what you know the internal things that happen when you allow yourself to have fun when you take the risk when you when you you know when you invite that dopamine and whatnot mm-hmm. um and it was just interesting man because we work hard it's it's it also maybe it's a time of the year where i think the time of the year is where i needed to hear it because we spent for me savannah and i talked about this with tracy um for vtv it's like q1 really doesn't start in january it doesn't feel like it right mm-hmm. like you're completely pooped from the from from december um and then you spend the next few months couple of months it, Planning, building, 
um, you know, healing up a little bit. Um, you know, there was a day, there was a world when I used to think Jan one, right? Let's fucking go all year. I'm exhausted by Q4. And like, I'd rather, you know, and it took 25 years of that to realize, like, I think I'd rather finish strong and like start solid yeah. than just like jump out the gate and burn out on a workout. You know, you, you know, you're Round in first one. place Can't for the first it. two rounds and, you know, <laughs> yeah. five rounds later you haven't finished. Right. Yep. So, yep. um, and it just feels the year is starting to transition, right? You know, mm. eight weeks in, the nutrition challenge ends. You know, nine weeks later, you have your Livermore Half Valley Marathon. Things are starting to turn on. Mm-hmm. It's starting to rain less. The sun's coming out. Allergies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sinus infection. Right? Really so, fun stuff. so here we go. And it was just a reminder that I think I needed to hear, like, you know, before, during, and after. Like, be sure to give yourself breaks to have fun as well. Not just, not just you know, Mobility Sunday. Um, just you No, know, that's the, part of my regimen. Also important. Very different, yeah. Um, but and I think it opens up the conversation for like relief, um, stress relief as well, because fun is one. Um, mo- you know, stretching is one for a lot of reasons, and I won't. I, you know, Matt's here, luckily, so he'll he'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, it was just interesting. I mean, thoughts. All, I mean, so I think like fun is part of like self care, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how I kind of see it, and I try. The most important thing to me, I'm like more coming to realize is my time Mm -hmm. and the way that I view things is in a time aspect because that's my most important um, thing to me because I can never create more of it. Mm -hmm. Money, you can lose it. You Mm -hmm. can create more. Um, You can never create more time. It's really all you have and it's like constantly running. So to me, I'm always trying to maximize what I have and I weigh everything based upon is this like Mm -hmm. a good um opportunity cost like like is the opportunity cost like too high for this and that's how i weigh like a lot of my things and i understand that i need a lot of time so that i could do my best when it's action when it's Mm -hmm. time for me to like roll up on stage i need to have like enough time to prepare for that because Mm -hmm. i give my all when i do certain things and when i'm like on so for me like football and stuff when I play flag football, it's when I play, like, like it's just one of those competitions. Yeah. Hannah is all in, best believe. Yeah. So for me, having a good regiment mm-hmm. of, and it's different for everybody. I, you know, Nakoa is the type of person where he doesn't need a whole lot of recovery to mm-hmm. do his normal whatever his normal performance whereas me i'm like my normal performance is typically a really high peak and then like a crash it's less consistent which means like i have to roll through that crash so i figure out how in my life i can get the most so that i can recover so that i can perform Mm -hmm. when i need to perform and you know having my regiment like i go to mobility every sunday and that's like a big part of my regiment it gets me recovered and like ready for the next week mentally and physically Mm -hmm. i mean reading is like a huge part of my routine i mean Mm -hmm walking the dog just like creating creating like health boundaries i feel like for yourself that are Mm -hmm. in reason is important and a lot of those things to me they are fun yeah and and everybody has a different fun too i'd be curious i want to hear what matt has to say on the topic as well and the question will be like you know how do you add fun into both work and life and you know sometimes the both um but i think you know one of the things i heard in there is like fun is an emotion not a not a verb Mm -hmm. um it's a feeling Mm -hmm. um and she gave a good example of it which I, i won't butcher um, Give it your best shot. It w- well, you know, there's instances where, um, like, you can be so like where fun is not a is not a verb. Um, like, you could be in a room with with something that's not, Chuck E. Cheese. You know, what I'm saying Chuck E. Cheese is is really fun for a seven year old, forty five year old parent who has to eat, you know, decent, you know, really carb heavy pizza and cheap beer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the best, like, not that's the not most. Not a really good time. So yeah. that later, but... The definition of fun can be different for a lot. Yeah, of people. it's subjective for sure. Yeah, but the feeling of fun 
is always the same. We yeah. all, that's where we all can meet in yeah. the middle. And I guess that's a, a, it wasn't hers. Hers was still better, but yeah. Um, no, I feel like that's a really accurate. Yeah. And definition. then I say that, you know, one of the second thing that I got from it was just like, I, I learned, um, or like I, I got fun is also an aspect of health that you should pay attention to mm. that yeah. I otherwise wouldn't have related to what keeps me healthy. If you don't like doing um, it, then you're not going to continue doing it. I think it's like a big thing. Like I like going across it. Like I find it fun there. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that I talk to when I'm there. Like mm-hmm. we get in Like I find it fun. So, I mean, like if you're, I think something Grace once said to me one time is like the best diet is the one you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what it is. It's just the one that you're going to follow. And it's like the one that you're going to do, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're doing something that's like good for you or like healthy or whatever. If you're not going to stick to it, if it's not going to be adopted into your life like easily. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of it is the things that you're doing to take care of yourself do have to be fun to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're Where not you like at? fully getting that recovery. Yeah. Where are you at with that coach? Um well, my I, I kind of go to two places, and the first thing that I always do is like we I, I need definitions around discussion, especially as I'm trying to communicate, right? Because like fun's so subjective, it's all. But so I would start by saying whatever you're choosing to do for fun, make sure it has some sort of positive health benefit tied to it, right? Mm-hmm. So the Chuck E. Cheese example is interesting because you know we could say, hey, let your hair down, have a little of that pizza and that beer, and that that's going to be fun. But at the end of the day, that's also a little little harmful in terms mm-hmm. of like you know mm-hmm. stuff for our health. So trying to balance that type of fun with some sort of activity, like you said, CrossFit or people just starting hiking is great walking and stuff like that. So making sure that we have a balance between, um, you know, having a little fun, work hard, play hard. We're all about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But also making sure that that fun has, uh, you know, some sort of health benefit Mm -hmm. tied to it as well. Especially when it's in your routine. Cause I think like, that's a big thing that people get confused of like, yes, going to a party and eating cake is really great. Going to a party every single week and eating cake is not that good. Like yeah. the point is, is like the birthday party is an annual thing. That's mm-hmm. like yeah. absolutely enjoy yourself, but like when it's a part of your routine, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's got to have multiple. Well, that's why you got to love it here, right? Because you could go for that early morning Sycamore Grove hike and kind of go out for as long as early as you would like, and yeah. you could head on right back in and hit one of our wonderful wineries and have a little wine. Yeah, and do a yeah. little wine tasting, right? And you get the both ends of the uh, of the fun there. You yeah. know, a little indulgence and a little bit of exercise, but. Mm-hmm. The big thing is like as you package up kind of some sort of fun should be some sort of physical activity each day. And people don't need to overcomplicate it. That could be just as much as walking around your block Mm -hmm. and just, you know, being active. Because what ends up happening is we get that, you know, dopamine release. There's a physical and chemical response to Mm -hmm. us moving around, um, especially if we elevate our heart rate a little bit for a a sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're never going to regret that because when you come out of it, you're going to have more mental clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to feel a little better. You're definitely going to have some energy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, obviously, it's CrossFit. I own the CrossFit gym. And at 1 p.m. or, you know, between 1 and 3 at the time when I usually get the most laziest, I start to, you know, mm-hmm. look at answer these emails on the couch and you start to fall asleep. <laughs> I actually try to plan my workout at that time. Mm-hmm. Not only is it a convenient time because the gym's usually empty then, but it helps me kind of save off that mo- that midday drag. Yeah. And it actually turns it into a, a, a positive because then I come out of it with more energy. So. And it literally is fun, too, because it's, it's not just you. Like, it's Albert, it's Grace, and then, mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's me. Everyone's – like, yeah, it is fun because it's, like, the other people who are also in the slump of their day are like, nah, we're going to fucking we're do it. Do like, this. let's do it. And it yeah. is really fun. Yeah, so. and people could easily make that – 
easy for them. So, you know, during your lunch break, maybe consider throwing on this podcast or a little bit of music and getting yeah. outside and taking a walk. So it doesn't need to be necessarily like a strenuous exercise. And you could find other athlete, uh, ways to tie rewards to that. So that yeah. way it incentivizes you to get out there and, and start. But yeah, some sort yeah. of um, physical movement, some sort of play, hopefully with some other human beings is always good for the soul. I do have a hot take. Uh-oh. We are prepared for this. Uh oh. Hot take. Weather report don't, with storm. <laughs> don't force your idea of fun onto somebody else. One of the most fucking annoying things oh, you can yeah. do as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is always this thing where um, I just like, it's, I won't explain why it's funny. Um, <laughs> there's this thing where people are like, oh, like, I want to go out. I want to do this like event. I want to do this social like thing. I want to go to these like concerts. That's, that's, absolutely awesome to you if that's what recharges you and what you like Mm -hmm. it's not what i like please do not force me to do it because it does the opposite for (laughs) me that actually takes more away from me so sometimes when i have to go to events and it's like at the end of the week and i'm really tired and Mm -hmm. again i measure everything with like a time opportunity cost um and i look at it and i'm like no that's not worth it people are like well you're gonna have a good time when you're there i'm like sure but i'm going to crash so much harder Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna need more time to now recover from Mm -hmm. like something that just was not necessary Mm -hmm. and so i think you gotta be cognizant of what you like to do and it's cool if you like to do it like don't try and force other people to do it you know after listening to that podcast i you know you start you know oh that is fun that's fun something i do i try i I do at least once a week especially when the sun's out it's like i just take my miata out on a cruise top down you do you can catch jeremy around you can catch me you know what i'm saying and you know sometimes my wife would be like where are you going i'm like literally nowhere yeah (laughs) No, same, same cruise, li- still literally nowhere. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, and, you know, and sometimes wife, uh, luckily she doesn't listen to this because she, she hears <laughs> enough of me, but like, sometimes I'll go to the fucking liquor store and I'll grab a 24 ounce of Pacifico, pull the, you know, pull the Miata <laughs> under some tree and just crack open. Like, just chilling. And it's, and what, but what, what, like, it's fun in the, you know, it's fun in the moment. I get time by myself um, with your thoughs. Um, yep. and it does al- allow some clarity. Some of my, you know, I'll spend time thinking about this podcast or. Yep. Drives are really good for that. And, and, you know, yeah. And, you know, my drive is someone else's walk, someone else's run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, find your find your drive, you know, cruise control. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We got it. We're going to coin that maybe. Yeah. Find your drive. No, but um, I, I like. Like, lean into, yeah, lean into those things. And you gave a great, great uh, example, Savannah, kind of like how you routine it into your day. So, I think if you guys have it in a little bit, just take some time to think about what it is that you enjoy that would go as fun. And even we go back to, like you know, tying some sort of health marker to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the cruise and the Miata clears the mind and that is a health benefit that is yeah. tied to that. Right. 100%. So, you know, just be cognizant of what you're doing and try to be a little bit, um, a little bit more um, intentional, mm-hmm. I guess the word would be. And like yeah. Savannah is always weighing, weighing that opportunity cost. And that's just another way of her being intentional about her decisions. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it could just be easy to get caught up in the day to day and kind of floating down the list of to do's and yeah. never really being uh, intentional with well, your time. A lot of times too, like my habits will tell me what I want. Want mm-hmm. is something else that literally is not going to help me at all. And we yeah. talked about it earlier. So, so well, I mean, to wrap this segment up before we transition to, you know, to more fun, someone listening to this right now, it's Monday. Um, it's, it's, it's 1130. Um, what's some, what's, what's, how can they have fun right now? They how need, can they, they have fun right they need, now? They need, they need 12 minutes of fun. Their day, you know, it's been rough. Monday sucks. They just got to pass. I love a walk. Email. Like I love, I'm, I'm all for like just a quick, like mm-hmm. walk. 
especially like at this time of day, we're you saying a quiet walker. You throw earphones in. What kind of what, what? either or? It doesn't matter. Sometimes the vibe is like really right to like pop the headphones out. If I'm walking by the creek and the water's running, yeah, mm-hmm. I pop them out. But like, I'm a big fan of a quick walk. It can happen really quick, and mm-hmm. like we're saying, like you can release some of those endorphins, and that feels like really great. And you can. I always am my best self when I am out and around nature, when I'm mm-hmm. like out of a actual building. Mm-hmm. That's my best mm-hmm. self. Like I'm more centered when I do that. I'm a more reasonable person once I like go for a walk. I'm realizing I'm a little bit of a dog. As I said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm better once I've had a walk. So, <laughs> you described a dog. The jury's still out on if Rory is a dog or a human. So, human. Uh, Matt, we need we need 12 minutes of fun. Go. Yeah, I for me, it's just I, I'm going to just kind of piggyback off what uh, Savannah said over there. She just kind of spilled so, some of her coffee. Again, um, I actually would do the same exact thing. But for me, I kind of need a destination and maybe a time limit. So I would mm-hmm. go to a walk. I would go to some place like Story Coffee. So I get a little mm-hmm. bit of that other human interaction while you're ordering and waiting for your coffee mm-hmm. and this is going to sound cheesy don't judge me i'm judging you. don't do it oh, but when when you're on that walk depending on the mood you're in you're saying like ah someone's not really feeling it, they're not having the best day like no joke i'll go to youtube sometimes and just type in like tony robbins motivational speech <laughs> hey, man. and it's like five or ten minutes right and you take one of those you know and i get it some people the gurus aren't for them but just 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 dispend your belief for a but few there minutes could, yeah there could be something else on and, youtube though well yeah. exactly yeah. or whatever kind of motivates and, and kind of gets you out of that fog throw that in and i will walk one degree faster than i want to mm-hmm. on the way there mm-hmm. and but what that does is by the time you get there you probably got a little bit of an elevated heart rate maybe mm-hmm. you're moving a little bit quick kind of focused on the beat or like the cadence of whatever you're listening to hopefully mm-hmm. it's something a little bit quick or motivational and then when you get there you could pull that out you have your interaction and and depending on if that didn't give you the mood change that you need maybe just you know throw something else in and, and cruise it back quick on the way there but if mm-hmm. it did and you're feeling good at that point you know change it up maybe lose the headphones listen to the street yeah. sounds and everything else and Whatever walk it back it might be, right? yeah 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 find out what you're looking for so, that's my I'm goal gonna, I'll, and i'll be you know i'll be quick it's you know and it, i'm gonna t- it's more than 12 minutes i'm gonna take your whole lunch break sorry <laughs> um, 30 minutes 30 minutes because that's how long you'll need but like literally go go to go to spotify wherever you listen to noise type in simon Sinek, a bit of optimism and listen to the fun podcast um, I dare you, um, because you may not be have you may not jump straight into fun, but you'll smile after. Um, I promise you, um, because fun is okay to have. Um, and as we get older, it's something that we guilt trip ourselves for having too much right. of. Right. Um, because oh, oh I, I, yeah. I, could, I could have done something more productive. I always get on you for that. So have more fun. Fuck. Um, let's go. All right. Moving cool. on. Fun is fun, man. Fun is fun. So I feel like that kind of pops us in, and I'll tell you why. This pops us into the workforce culture mm-hmm. um, post-pandemic. There's something that you just said, and like I think this is like a common thing in hospitality, and it's interesting because I'm listening to it in the book that Matt recommended, which is Unreasonable Hospitality, is this like guilt aspect that we get from just like kind of giving ourselves what we need to be a good employee. Mm-hmm. And not all workforce cultures... Um, What's the word when you are trying to create that? Um, they don't always foster. There you go. Yeah, they don't yeah. always foster that. Um, and I, this is something I get on you Wait, all foster the time. What? About. Foster what? Foster like a healthy like working environment, mm-hmm. or foster okay. like hey like yeah, take the time that you need to do what you mm-hmm. got to do. Right. Okay. Something that I always get on you, and this is like what you internalize is how much you work and you're like constant thing of like, oh, I got to be there. I got to be there. I got to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you get like burnt out and I'm like always on you. Cause I'm always like, you think that you need to be there more than you actually need to. Yeah. Like your people are good and you train them and 
like they know what to do. It's like your own guilt that's telling you you have to do more. And mm-hmm. like, I know you and I know how you work. And I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to fucking take one day off <laughs> and you'll literally be fine. And the place isn't going to burn down and just take the day off, Jeremy. Yeah. And that is actually, and that's been, that's number one on my, it's been two years running. That's number one on my, uh, you know, just goals, things to emphasize throughout the year. It's just like. Say no more, you know, trust, 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 you know, just trust, trust, trust that the people that you trained and whatnot are going to be okay. And all the, and, um, cause yeah, it's easy to, and yeah, you sit there and like, you know, but what if, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go in for two hours. Right. Eight it, hours so, later, you eight hours. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, that's terrible. It. No, but I mean, so the, I guess the, the topic that, you know, there's, there's a bullet point on here that says workforce culture post pandemic. Um, yeah. and I think Savannah is getting to at least how I feel about it as well as like, you know, pre-pandemic, um, you know, BC before COVID versus, you know, AD after Donald. Um, I would say that like workforce cultures um, have. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that was so creative. I ever heard um, that. Yeah, I like that. That's, well well, well done. Really well done. I, I think, I, I do think people, I, I know people, I'm, I'm not an employer myself just yet, but I hire yeah. people. People are taking a more active approach in, in in doing just that, saying no to us or or managing their time, managing their all all the things around managing uh, the boundaries, especially in hospitality, because it used to be very different where um, you needed the job more than the employer needed you. And it's completely flipped now. Mm -hmm. And you're like, guess what? You don't get to cuss me out when I actually do something (laughs) wrong, motherfucker. (laughs) This is this is now you work for me now. It's it's very different where. Yeah. Where the um, the like as the labor, you have more power than you ever did before. And you can set a little bit more boundaries. And I think hopefully what that, I feel like hopefully what ends up happening, there are some businesses that we highlight all the time that I feel like are really good about meeting people in the middle and they work in their own business Mm -hmm. that they own and um, have like a really good balance of like an exchange of labor and respect. Mm -hmm. Cause that's a big thing. There was very little respect pre COVID. Mm -hmm. And now that the dynamic has switched and these independent businesses need labor more than labor needs them. Mm -hmm. They've had to concede a little Mm -hmm. bit of like, maybe I don't treat people Mm -hmm. with normal respect. So there's a shortage right now of uh, hospitality workers. Yeah. Is that what's kind of going on in the industry there? It's coming back. Especially our region. Because we've never been a region that has, you know, if you're in this industry that is already tough to be in as fun as it can be, it's like you might as well do it in places like San Francisco and Napa Valley where you have the opportunity to make 20% higher than you would here yeah. mm-hmm. for the same amount of work. So, mm-hmm. um, But but um, I can't say I've had that trouble personally. Um, and, and and I I have an idea why. I think I, I do believe um, I've, I've had the unique privilege of being in leadership and hospitality and being able to create teams, hire people. Um, and I think six, seven years removed, well, not removed, but still in it, particularly here is what, what has to be happening. Um, that is less, you know, there's less quantitative data on is like, I, I believe that I'm creating, there's like a, a culture that comes yep. with the people that work with me. Um, so, but that's not everybody, right? So there is truly a labor, labor shortage. Mm. Um, I can't, well, there's a philosophy issue too, between mm-hmm. like the old camp and the new camp. And mm-hmm. it was something that Which I is, was yeah. thinking about too, especially in this book that Matt recommended, um, and it's funny because I've, I've, as you've probably read, Setting the Table by Danny Meyer, mm-hmm. this is kind of, um, it's interesting because I'm like, this is 
like the timelines are like really adding up on this guy's book with Danny Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they talk about how you treat an employee and they were very early on with treating their employees like really well. And the joke is that, you know, Danny Myers group was referred to as a cult. Like, oh, you guys are that cult because everybody was so dedicated to the company because they were mm-hmm. actually treated with like respect mm-hmm. and they were actually treated with, like, hey, like I appreciate your labor and like I know you appreciate my management. So there was like this really good balance. And when I was listening to it, I was, I was like, this reminds me of Jeremy because there's just certain things that if you've worked in a restaurant, like, you know, that like you just <laughs> you get mm-hmm. treated like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jeremy would never treat somebody like that, no matter well, how frustrated he would get about something. That's just like not a way he would ever treat somebody. And I feel like people want to work for you for a reason. And and it's taken. It's, and, it's, and, well, and thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's taken a long time. I've worked there. for you before and you're great. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a good time. And and. And I, you know, and I always actually, and we just had an orientation and uh, just and enough about me after that. But one of the things I open with an orientation is like, I may be your superior, but one thing I'm not interested in being is your boss. Mm. Um, and that's something I'll never be. Um, so like we're, we're equals here. Um, I value your feedback, just like I hope you, you know, value mine, et cetera. We're, we're equals in this. So, um, but that's changing. That's us. I think we're a generation that, you know, there's leaders up there that are, that are uh, adopting that. But generally, you know, the folks before us, as much as I love them. Um, family and whatnot, they, they come from different cloth, right? Like they, mm. they, yeah. they're hard because they had to be. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, cause they the, were treated like shit because yeah. that was a part of like the culture of like that industry. So, and to the, I guess what I'm seeing is like, I think the, a lot of that's getting shaken off. And one of the topics that I thought was kind of interesting that I spent more time on is like, there's a lot more part-time employment these days than there is full-time. Mm. Yes. The concept of working part-time and mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and the value it adds to both employee employers and employees, mm-hmm. which I just think is an interesting conversation. Um, and I guess I just opened the stage for, for your thoughts on, on, on particularly you could talk about what's changing up and down, but part-time employment is, is starting to grow. And do you guys think that this is going to affect the quality of service in general of the hospital in the hospitality industry. And what I mean by that is like during the, uh, during the pandemic, all sorts of like changes were done. I mean, obviously restaurants were even closed. Mm -hmm. Right. But as they came back, capacities and stuff were changed. The way the service was delivered was changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that type of stuff and with it, I felt that there was definitely like a lack of customer service that started to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because they were able to shortcut everything. So as we transition back. Have you guys seen customer service uh, slip in the industry? And it doesn't necessarily need to hold to the wine and hospitality industry, like just in general. And what do you think it'll take to get that back as we look at this next generation that's coming in, maybe a little bit younger than us, right? There's a big strive for the four day work week and all this, uh, you know, life balance mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm not against that, but what I do find is that there, there's a certain level of almost like entitlement. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think every generation feels like this. And the more that we appease the workers in the sense of like, you know, not holding a standard. I don't mean mm-hmm. like being like a jerk or not treated with respect. I think mm-hmm. that that we need to definitely move past that. And everybody needs to have an opportunity with growth within companies. Everybody needs to have an opportunity of respect. Everybody needs to have an opportunity for ownership, right? Um, but with that being said, like, we still see more and more like in time. Like, I'm not going to sweep the front of the shop. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you're fresh out of high school. What do you mean you're not going to sweep the front of the I shop? See, you're sweeping that yeah. shop, right? So like, how do you, what do you, what is your, you know, yeah. hot takes, hot takes. This what, is, what and I talk about this quite a bit, is that it's now where it used to be 
there was like a larger median, it's now going into extremes. The mm-hmm. places that are like with it, they're serv- so service standards in a lot of places change because they have to. If you have a labor shortage, you do have to change like what your service is going to look like. Um, Understand because that that's just like that's a Shores part of resources. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like those are changing, and people are having to pivot on that a little bit of like okay, well, but like what what is our service going to look like? What are our steps of service? Um, hospitality at the places that are really with it is getting better. One thing that um, I was talking about with Sarah when I was interviewing for a school project at Range Life, she um, had said that after the pandemic, like they may, because again, they're, well, they're not short staffed as everybody else, but like, it's still an issue. They have bigger tickets than they ever did before. And she was like, it's because we can offer them better hospitality. She's like, because we're limiting how mm-hmm. many people can come in at mm-hmm. one time. And like, they're here, but when they're here, they're having a better time than they ever did before. And she, you know, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I remember it's something of like she was treating the idea of hospitality and service less like a cattle call and more like, all right, like you're going to be here probably for a little Mm -hmm. bit longer, but it's going to be great. And their bills are more. So people are willing to pay more for better Mm -hmm. service, which is what they're getting. Whereas I think on the extreme end of things. Like you're seeing, like if you go to Target, they can't even bother to be like, I can't even give you a head nod. Like much less of like, hey, welcome and I'll be with you in a second. It doesn't even have to come Mm -hmm. out polite. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a weird thing. I mean, I see that people are trying. I remember we went to Target and it was just like bizarre. And I think I get picked on a lot by some of like my um, non-service oriented friends that have never worked in like hospitality before of like they think that i have unreasonable like expectations for hospitality until they go and they experience and they're like oh no you're right that was actually really fucking bad Mm -hmm. and it's a simple thing of we were at target i think we needed to maybe return something or exchange it or i don't even know but like you walk in and like there's like uh somebody there and they just like just like like saw you and then like looked down <laughs> like didn't even, didn't even want to be like set like didn't yeah. want to say like welcome or like it was just the weirdest thing to go was just like why is this like so weird like yeah. how hard is it to be like hey uh, i'll be with yeah. you in just like one second like i don't need you to roll out a red carpet just like a simple acknowledgement mm-hmm. seems to be like you have to really like it seems like you have to ask for that like nowadays in some establishments not in all some people are really with it and some people really aren't and i just feel like it's going to the two extreme ends now mm-hmm. and i think so man you said uh you said you said a lot of things i want to respond to on there good things the target uh, guy did get back to me though because with that return this was the interesting <laughs> yeah, thing with that return when you i think it was an exchange or return i can't remember what it was like there's a actual uh i don't know what they call it but um like Who's in charge of like service standards? Whoever it is within Target, like sent an email, like asking for a survey. And I'm the type of person, if you send me a survey, because I know how important they are for like business, I will do them. I'll take, I always have enough time to take two minutes to do it. And obviously was just like, hey, (laughs) it was really fucking weird. Like the person couldn't even acknowledge. And he did reach back out to me to see like what kind of information. So clearly like a big corporation like Target is seeing that this is an issue and they're trying to do something about it. Cause that was the first return out of the many years I've shopped at Target Mm -hmm. that they've ever sent a survey asking for information yeah i you know to that point in particular um i oh man that's good all right focus 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 um i think that's a little of what are the what our market um you know we have a very capitalistic market here in 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 america right and like big change targets of the world um i guess the, the very simplified answer is like that guy in front of the door i think he's i think he's too far removed from what's important because yeah. of the size of that place. 
Um, whereas to me, a good example of someone who's large, but maybe not too big for their britches in and out burger. They have plenty of locations. Um, and for whatever reason, you never really know, right? It's all hearsay, but like they've never expanded too far. Um, and they've just stayed true to that. And the reason why we don't really know, but what you see from it is the consistency. Like I've never seen in and out short staff. I've never seen them without a line. I've never had a bad cheeseburger there. It's just consistency. Um, so relevant to that point in particular is like, I think you can only be so far removed from the core before, like you're just too big. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that, you know, big box companies think about as much as they maybe should, because it's, it's about bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. And I think that's well, a whole nother topic. To either, which can right? be. So, but to, to Matt's, you know, to Matt's point is like part-time, um, are we get, you know, are, are people getting a little too, whatever ornery with just like the demands of like, I'm an employee and this, this and that. And I, I think, yes, I think society has pushed us to really only deal with thing in extremes. And unfortunately we just don't like deal. There's with no it. middle anymore. It feels like it's yeah. still gray though. And that's well, where most people live. It, this is an interesting thing that'll tie the whole thing together with the part-time employees and lack of ownership. And then therefore like the lack of feeling responsibility to do your job and do it really well mm-hmm. versus the in and out. And I'll use Chick-fil-A uh, in particular. It's kind of the same thing as in and out, but um, I, I just have a little bit more information on it. Uh, I know that there's 60,000 applicants to own a Chick-fil-A franchise every single year, and less than 1% of them are actually allowed to uh, open Jeez. a franchise and qualify for it. I also know that Chick-fil-A, you're only allowed to have one franchise. You could only own mm-hmm. one because they knew that if you were focused on scaling and owning multiple, that the core of that one mm-hmm. would suffer. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second thing too is they go beyond money and they do it on a value-based system, similar with in and out but basically they say no. And I think the figure was something around an extra $210 million a year for each one of its franchise every single week mm. because they're closed on Sundays. So this is showing that we value Mm -hmm. our values Mm -hmm. more than money. Mm -hmm. And you get a certain level of people that gravitate towards that. The other thing too, and in and out is the same in this regard, is that they pay a more higher wage. They have a more competent training system. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you pay a little bit more and the prices reflect that, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing is, is they focus on one thing and they do it really well. There's three items on the in and out menu. Yeah, There's freaking basically three different chicken sandwich options on the Chick-fil-A menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what they found is that ownership and then increased focus. Mm-hmm. And so with these big box things that we're seeing, as like you were saying, as they get more removed from that, you have more part-time employees, you have less investment of that. The quality of service is always going to mm-hmm. be the first, the first thing that goes because there's not an established culture. There's not mm-hmm. focused management. And they're just worried about, you know, the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- and you know, if the, you know, if, I guess if one of the topics was work, you know, post pandemic and I think one of the, I think, ah, I, 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 I say this, um, with like, I know the pandemic has been awful for more people than it was good for, um, for me, for my, for this town that I lived in, for my industry, we lost people. Um, I will still say the pandemic was the best thing to happen to me here in Livermore. Just me, just me. It was the best thing to happen to me, my perspective, what has come after it. Um, because like, I mean, what it, it's the, it's the first time in history that we've all been as close to rock bottom together, which just makes you reconsider what's important. Oh, like as a society, oh, yeah. As a society. Yeah. Your businesses township. are being closed. A lot of uncertainty everybody was facing. A lot oh, of unemployment yeah. was happening. Yeah. And it's, and, and from it, uh, you know, hospitality, it just, you know, Spoiler alert again, we talked about it in the last, like last episode, like you're all in it, by the way. So we're talking about you too. It's not just food and beverage. Um, mm-hmm. 
But the industry of service, I, you know, it's been more intentional to what Savannah mentioned about uh, about service and whatnot. I think it's, you know, the restaurant industry has long been a broken, an awesome broken system that was just moving so fast it could keep falling forward. And the mm-hmm. pandemic was like, Husky. yeah, yeah, pulled the rug and out. All for the sure. ugly count and caught, caught up with us. And, yeah. and people started to pivot, um, or at least the businesses that are doing better, in my opinion, they pivoted hardest and, and, and the best. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it now, so like to the, you know, uh, part-time the work, you know, I, I, I haven't found anyone has a problem working hard, um, for $55,000 a year in California, which is not much, mm-hmm. but they'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. if it's comfortable, um, if it, if, if, if it's enriching, if it's fulfilling, um, there doesn't even always have to be career progression. Um, so there just know, has to be a good trade-off there. Yeah. It, there has to be a good trade-off and that's something that so I and, think is getting discussed. More. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, and it's, and sorry to interrupt you there, but no, I interrupted you. What I think is maybe a little more relevant to food service than the general overarching hospitality is for most people, it is a part-time job. And by mm-hmm. definition, that's like literally like you, it's pretty much the four day work week. You work less than 32 hours a week with consistency. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's still very healthy and you can still give a lot to that. Studies have showed throughout the pandemic that like, yo, working from home and the concept of four day work weeks is like actually doing more for people than and society and bottom lines than the boomers before us would have ever told you. It's like, get a job, be loyal. And after 20 years working here, here's a pen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck, yeah. Like, fuck well, you, that's, yeah. That's a little bit different now. You know, right. So, yeah. Well, I think yeah. like the standards back then were different too, of like, they could do that. And guess what? That one income paid for everything. Mm-hmm. And guess what? One spouse could stay home. Yeah. yeah the cost of living. Yeah, you can't yeah, fucking do that nowadays. Like that's such a joke. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't. So like, yeah, like, and again, it's, I think sometimes maybe boomers like don't engage in the conversation of like, understand the entirety mm-hmm. of like what the trade-off is here and understand yeah. what's actually being discussed and what we're actually asking for. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also definitely industry dependent because you were just talking, yeah. I mean, like the restaurant industry, you're specifically going to be working with part-timers. I mean, I was at the, uh, the world famous world renowned black Angus for seven years the from, Angus. A, from a host <laughs> uh, expediter to server, to server I trainer, from server trainer to bartender to bartender trainer. I was actually offered like part-time management, like to start to move that, that direction. That doesn't surprise me at all. And then um, it, it it would if you knew the way I behaved there. But <laughs> no, but I just I know your work ethic as a person, and I know like the way that you are yeah. kind of neurologically, and like that just like doesn't surprise me. And I, yeah, yeah, that's Thanks. like the other thing about like the restaurant industry is that like it's it's weirdly addicting. And I used to explain this. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, when I'm there and when I'm in the middle of it, I feel so fucking high. And the second that I leave, I start crashing hard yeah. and it feels like a hangover every time. And well, then you're like, just going to repeat this like well, days shit. in, days out. Like it feels yeah. like a weird drug addiction where you're, when you're in the middle of it, you're like, this feels so fucking good. But then if you're being pushed really hard, <laughs> you end up becoming like this weird addict. And like, you kind of, yeah. again, like you can become job of the hut, the, 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 <laughs> the burnout right. It can goop. be so extreme. It's just that big green goop. Yeah. Well, you know what you kind of summed it up as it just, you know, relevant to a topic we just brought up is like hospitality has long been unhealthy fun. The mm. highest fucking great. And then you immediately it's crash. Literally. Wonder, yeah. It feels like drugs. So, yeah. Um, but it's yeah. the fun yeah. that we're, it was the fun that we're trying to discourage of like, if you're going to have fun, try and also be healthy about it. if you're doing it on a regular basis, don't do something on a regular basis. That's literally going to destroy you. But it was fun in the yeah, moment. Cause like, that's actually a definition of insanity. Yeah. Well, and there's um, a reason why people so. who work in restaurants for a really long time, it's like, it's like a weird retirement. If you're like, I, I don't work the floor anymore. And if you're like not yeah. in restaurants, don't you don't the, understand I hold the clipboard now, but you don't yeah, understand I mean, what that means. 
things. But a lot of times what that is, is they're like, okay, like they moved to a more like management role or depending on the type of restaurant, they've moved into like being, well, I'm the controller now, Mm -hmm. or they've moved into like, I'm a consultant for like restaurants Mm -hmm. because yeah, it's like, it's a weird retirement because like, it's not at the end. It's not like when Mm -hmm. you're 60, it's like, it's just the progression that unfortunately the industry's shown um, Mm -hmm. into the, like, so, you know, I think what it showed me about what I think scale could be for my business as it continues to grow. It's like, I'll never be too big to have the opportunity and the freedom to get my hands dirty when it's appropriate. When, cause like I'll when shoot myself in the in head it. before yeah. I hold the clipboard for 40 more years. Like, no, that's not fun. I didn't, no. that's not what got me into it. I understand yeah. for all the reasons we've talked about for four episodes, like, yeah, you got to grow the business, look further. Yeah. But like, yo, on, on a Saturday when it's needed, bro, like, here we go. Like a thousand, we have a thousand lattes to make in an hour. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting, but I, th- you know, um, the workforce culture, it is changing. It's changed yeah. and it continues to change. Yeah. I like where it's headed, but I also could see, you know, the extremes is like, don't get a hit above your britches, like, especially young, young millennial or no, we're millennial Gen Z punks. Gen Z's. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to sweat a little bit, you know? Yeah. The, uh, the old, the old rag image that, uh, I mean, there, there, there are some that do. I think it just depends on where you're working at. Cause mm-hmm. like, I mean, Cole, Cole at Story Coffee, I'm pretty sure he's, yeah, he's a Gen Z. Like, oh, yeah. great kid. Oh, like, he's great, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, there's like clear places where you're like, no, like, it's, it's not a generational problem. Like, yeah. they're very capable yes. of it. It's just like, you, Every time you get a new generation as a business, you need to figure out how they communicate because you can bitch and complain all day long that they don't understand what you're communicating. But at the end of the day, do you either want to succeed or do you want to bitch and complain? Mm -hmm. You want to succeed. So you're going to have to figure out how they operate because they're your labor and you need them to succeed. So, like, figure out how to meet them, like, halfway or figure out how you can do how you can get them to do what you need mm-hmm. them to do. There's Figure a, it out. There's always a lesson. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I think the biggest thing too, is like the big corporate stores versus the um, independent independently business. owned. Yeah. You're yeah. always going to get more people. You don't people find it in independent business. Well, because much. you're, you could, if you have a problem that you want to voice, you could come to me and I own the business and we could talk about why it is or why it isn't or how we could change it or why we can't or whatever. And you could be heard and you could have it. When you're at a corporation, usually it's moved so far up the ladder that it well, like your manager do doesn't care either. Well, They're like, I mean, "Bro, I get paid twenty thousand for the, this job." I don't the game of telephone had to have started from that, right? <laughs> yeah, from large uh, corporation, large corporation hey, yeah. HR. Like that's the and, right? that's, and get, going back to Chipotle. I mean Chipotle. Going back to Chick Fil A real quick. It's because like if you have that one owner that owns that one store, then that line of communication stays quick. So the mm-hmm. guy that's out there, the gal that's out there that's taking the order, you know, that just started yesterday, could still have the access mm-hmm. to the person that can make the changes at mm-hmm. that store right then and there. And that's important. Access. access. That's a word we use a lot more these days. Access. So, um, again, yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> I like that. Don't be a dick. Um, you, you know, know there's a, there's a, there's another topic here that, you know, I'd like to spin the tires on as far as finding mentorship. Cause yeah. I think it's an easy segue. I'm sitting yeah, with perfect. them, but Hey, and right back at you, we're all learning from each other. Yeah, but exactly. before that, I, I mean, um, cat Franc Blanc, dude, sorry, hard transition. <laughs> It's sitting here on this topics to consider, and I got it. We got to talk about it, right? Let's talk about it. So we'll have to grab a bottle so that Matt can taste it. I almost brought it. I just wasn't sure if we were drinking today. I wasn't drinking today. I wanted coffee. I'm always tasting. I'm just never drinking. Yeah. So Cap Franc Blanc. So the two things I want to do with this is talk about the varietal and then talk about risk reward. Um, One of the so we've you've heard of regional maturity, a communal voice and vision. It's important for success with us. Um, Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc are two varietals that um, a handful of us regionally really believe we can like that can be our stamp Mm. um, as far as what keeps us more interesting than others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And there's a few producers. um, 
like the Nottingham sellers of the world, like the Stephen Kent's of the world who are not only behind it, but like, okay, cool. I bought like, let's take daring risks to like, see if it's going to work. Mm. Um, mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going on uh, a limb there a little bit, huh? Exactly. Cool. And, like and Stephen Kent had a success. Um, he's had many, but uh, he's the first in the region to offer a white version, a white wine version of Cabernet Franc, which mm. hasn't been done before. It's super interesting. Um, the product is quality. Savannah had the take, you know, the opportunity to taste it the other which day. Which I just learned it was Stephen Kent right now. When yeah. he told me I had no idea. I was like, Who's making this? Yeah, um, I was really shocked. Yeah. So, and like the wine, I mean, so I'll be brief about the wine. The wine is good. Um, it's not a style that's going to go, it's not going anywhere. More people are going to do it. So like, you know, like cheers to that, man. Like, uh, but the conversation that, you know, got me, you know, got me thinking a little bit relevant to what we do here is just like, um, to the idea of, of risk reward, the importance of being able to taste risks, um, you know, what it makes me, you know, we have a lot of producers here that are passionate about their craft. Um, but to no fault to them, just come from backgrounds that aren't always, you know, 100% industry. They didn't go to school for it, maybe, or mm-hmm. or don't Steven have. Stephen Mears is a great example of somebody who comes from a wine family, mm-hmm. like a, a pretty famous one, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, perfect example of, like, how, like, mm-hmm. that's in his blood. It's in. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it is wholeheartedly. Um which is, you know, one thing, but like, there's plenty of bad examples of people who just like die on the throne with, you know, because they have the name, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's what he's doing alongside other, you know, other producers is 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 continuing to explore um, and 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 help, you know. Do you know why he the, made uh, the Capron Blanc? Was like, what was the reason? Was that like he wanted to do it? Was it like, oh shit, we have smoke taint? Was this like, mm-hmm. like no, what well, was the? He loves a varietal. He's all in. And there was a producer in Oregon. Listen, one of um, the best varieties. That he respects who made a Cap Franc Blanc. Um, oh, cool. From what I gathered in the tasting room. I want to um, try it. So he got inspired. It was, was, went came, for it, huh? And came back and went for it. I like um, that. But I, I guess, like I said, the wine is nice. I love the conversation that now gets to happen after. Who el- Who's next? Who, el- who else is going to be daring? Um, you know, and I, who's I, the next domino to fall, you know? And so I get, you know, here's, I guess I wrote the questions like, when do, you know, as a business owner, right. As a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's just trying to figure out the next step, like, when do you know it's a good time to take, you know, to take the risk? Um, you know, do you like, you know, progress versus perfect? Like what is, you know, your thoughts on taking meaningful risks, especially when you flop, um, mm. relative to progress, man. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's necessary. It's part of the process, right? So the biggest thing to do is just make sure that you're collecting all the information possible. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much it, especially like going back to the, uh, the what was it, the, the Franck Blanc? The Franck Blanc. Yeah, Franck. yeah. I mean, you had said already that there was somebody in, in Oregon, a producer in Oregon. So he basically had a frame of reference there. Mm-hmm. That was another information data point to gather. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have had some other incentives to, to take that risk. And that's how it is with any business. So you just need to first make sure, like, how much risk is this going to expose mm-hmm. you to? And, and can you afford to eat that risk mm-hmm. in a worst case scenario? And then if the answer to that is yes, then you say, okay, does this add more value to, in case this, the region by having that stamp, mm-hmm. the winery by having one of the original good ones that was made, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Or a business that is just producing a certain product or service that is mm-hmm. that is unique. And, and then if, if all that lines up, then go for it. But yeah. here's the thing, you got to go for it under the assumption that it's going to that it's going to fail or flop mm-hmm. and then like you said like you know practice doesn't make perfect practice makes progress mm-hmm. so then you just get back in there and if it's worth continuing the journey of and maybe you just missed the mark a little bit you can mm-hmm. just keep that development rolling 
Yeah. And I'd well, say, that's you kind know, of like winemaking, too, I feel like in general. It's very exploratory. Yeah, it, right. And it has to be. Yeah. I think, and, and it can that's be, where the best things come from. Mm-hmm. You know, what is best. it about that feeling, though, you know, that just, you know, so I, you know, there's plenty of good wine make. There's good, plenty of good wineries um, in town, and we're talking wine specific. Uh, but you know, the wines that interest me these days are the ones that are, that are daring and, yeah. and lots of them we need to are bad, them right? It. Because you take risks with a, a highly perishable product, right? but you know, while I may not have loved that wine, the, I love, I love the conversation with the cat who told me about why he made the risk or why she made the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe my- the direction it starts to push something in that wouldn't have come if it wasn't for that initial risk. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden you get things like, wait, this isn't quite where we were going with it, but <laughs> we like the directions. So yeah. let's, let's kind it's of build It's just refining the technique. It's refining. It's like a recipe when you're working on a recipe, you have mm-hmm. to do it a few times to figure out yeah. like where you kind of want to go. Where you want to yeah. go with it. So we should, I definitely want to talk to him about it. Cause I, yeah, I want to hear more about it. Cause yeah. part of me is like, Oh, is this like a good solution? If you have smoke tank? Cause we know that smoke tank mostly like lies on the leaves and on mm-hmm. the skins. So like, uh, for those of you who, so Cab Franc is a red wine mm-hmm. grape, um, uh, variety. And what you're doing is immediately pressing it away from its skins, which is why it came out blanc. It came out as a white wine would. Um, and so to me, immediately I was thinking, I was like, is this like a really great, cause and I was thinking, too, when I was tasting, because, again, I, I have no idea, like, what I'm tasting. I was like, well, there's no smoke taint. Maybe this was, like, a solution for smoke taint because that's a big issue right now in the industry as wildfires get worse mm-hmm. is that people are having to deal with that and find solutions. So I really want to talk to him more about it because that would be cool if that's a solution for it is that you press away from the skins immediately and you're making white wine mm-hmm. instead of red wine this year. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or maybe, like, this is also just ancestral to a few yeah. different places. Like, there's so many questions around it. I, I liked the wine. Just I thought to be it was clear, cool. it's, it's mm-hmm. a... It, smoke taint was not the reason why he made it. That's no. a touchy subject for some. Yes. He made it on purpose. Uh, but no, yeah. you, you bring up a lot of interesting things. So yeah. I mean, I, that's I, what's cool about I think yeah. that's what's cool about like winemaking is that like you really are a scientist. I always call Dave a mad scientist, 100%. but like you are because like there's things you're trying to figure out and you're like constantly making these like little changes and mm-hmm. sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah, this this wine, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. And those, you know, those who are familiar with CFL, maybe, I mean, was, is the, was the nutrition challenge, was that Cap Franc Blanc in a sense or what? And no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it is in the sense of that, you know, six years ago when we branched out and put it out there to see as we started it, you know, mm-hmm. was this going to be a hit? Are people going to get the result they want out of it? You know, mm-hmm. and it was very team and community based, which is largely out of your control. Mm-hmm. You can put a bunch of people on a team and we don't know how they're going to react with mm-hmm. each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that is a result of his constant progression and progress uh, year over year over mm-hmm. year with it. And mm-hmm. just like anything else, it opened the conversation of, you know, hey, how do we bring nutrition and, and close the gap between giving people the tools they need to be successful with their nutrition and be aware to eat healthy. And, mm-hmm. you know, six years later, and it's it's a it's a staple of the of the um, program that yeah. we have at CFL. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see officially, where it goes, man. Well, it's officially at Stanford Hospital yeah. in Palo Alto. Uh-oh. Yeah. Where's the cue the, so, cue the applause fucking sound? If by? you have any interest in, you know, doing this for your company, I, I definitely do not want to start selling grace. I'm just saying it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> doesn't hurt to ask if you're interested in doing this. She might with be your... for some part time work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bolted <laughs> on to your uh, corporation. Right <laughs> it just may be something that maybe you want to do this for your corporation. Maybe yeah. like health is important for your employees. So it doesn't hurt to reach out to us and ask. And maybe Grace can fit you in her very uh-huh. busy schedule if yeah. you ask nicely. And the, and the technology well. around, I call it technology, but the, the, the spirit, the technology, uh, the appetite for 
health um, is a, it, it, it's easier. It's more accessible than ever. It's easy to digest. There is something for everybody out there. And in the spirit of the conversation, it is significantly more fun than I think it was in generations past. Yeah. Um, so it's not just, you know, the calluses on your hand and the sweat and the throw, you know, the throw up after a good workout. It, it's so much <laughs> more than that these days. So yes. um, don't, like, I guess the longest short is like, don't let, don't let being healthy. Don't let a scare you. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. it hurts so good. Um, and that's just part of it. Um, Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. Um, you want to close off with like the mentor thing or like, what do you, how you, what do you, you know, where are we at right now? Time wise. We're, it's about that time. We're, it's, it's about that hour. So, you know, there's a few ways we can end this. Um, I think, you know, I definitely want to talk about a few events that are coming up, but um, if you're up for it, yeah, why don't we do our, those. well, yeah. So while I'll, I'll recap on these while you yeah. guys, why don't we finish up with a small business um, shout out? Um, someone yeah. to look up, someone to look out for whatever industry they might be. I've got mine. I'm going to talk about Mago kitchen. Uh, myself. Um, but otherwise in the news, right? So I'm not quite sure what the date is today when this comes out, but a few things have passed. A little more Valley half marathon already went by. It was awesome. Um, Lucky Charm lattes are all but gone until next year. Um, there was an awesome event called the Game Changers event um, that Innovation Tri-Valley hosts once a year. Um, I had the opportunity to go a few weeks ago, which is crazy because I'm speaking in the future. I haven't gone just yet, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. I'm excited about it. It's um, it's an award ceremony, long and short, um, where people get recognition for, from a multitude of um, industries, though, which I thought was cool. There'll be tech people there. There'll be restaurateurs. There'll mm. be food truck people. There'll be people in health. Mm. Um, it's a it's a really regional take on yeah. the movers and shakers here in the Tri Valley, um, and at the very least, it is an epic. Um, networking opportunity when you consider the amount of executive directors and whatnot that'll be in there. So um, when was this again, you sent it to us. This is, uh, this is 14 or, you know, about 12 days from today. Um, but it was, it's Mar it was March 29th. It was Wednesday, which we'll chat about in a sec. Okay. So I hope you guys might be able to make it. Yeah. Actually. Um, cab Franca is going to happen June 1st over at, um, starting at Posada. Um, it's going to be a three day endeavor, um, that takes place at a few different places, but really just continue to advocate and put some fire under what cab Franc might be for us here in this region, especially when you consider that risk reward. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like I the mindset. That we get to live in, um, in, in that more so, even more so than the varietal. Um, and then something you'll hear more, uh, we're still looking on a name for it, but there's going to be a white wine and seafood festival up at McGrail, July 22nd, Saturday. Um, and this is no snobby, snooty wine tasting. This is just pure fucking fun. That's nice. what we're, we're only throwing a party. Like there's like the goal, throw a party. Um, if Jeremy's involved, understand it's a party. It's going to be a good time. Dry. So, um, you know, it won't, it's, it won't be no honey wine festival, but uh, <laughs> but it's going to be pretty slick, baby. Um, otherwise, um, let's round out with um, small businesses to look out for. Um, and then uh, we'll play rock, paper, scissors for who gets to take us out with a moment of gratitude. But uh, mm. who wants to take a lead on this one? I got two. Um, wait, wait. You got to pick one. We got plenty of episodes. Save some for, yeah, leave some room for Jesus. Double up. Um, nobody tells me what to do. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> nobody makes me bleed my, my own blood. blood. I have two and I'll tell you why. Cause they're not yeah. like they're in different industries. So I have like yeah. one restaurant and one like not. So a uh, charming fig. That's my yeah. big shout out. We'll, we'll be hearing from Julia soon. Um, I'm working with her a lot more. I just really love the place. It's mm -hmm. so fucking cute there. Mm -hmm. And I just really love everything that she's doing as far as like, 
her employees, like the mm-hmm. way that she goes about. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Julia. They have a really great product there that you can go. They have awesome salads and lunch in general. They do sell stuff from Jeremy. Might find um, some spices there. Might uh, the ranch I believe is made yeah. with yours. Yeah, ranch uh, boy summer. So charming fig. Head over there. It's really fun. Breakfast, brunch, lunch. Yeah. Head over. Uh, like, yeah, they do is. some grazing hours too in the evening, and they also will have some special events. So keep your eyes out for those. As far as my non restaurant, um, Town Center Book in Livermore and in Pleasanton. They're super small, but oh, they small, sell books. That small yeah. little spot right next to Cream, right? Yep. Oh, is that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Town Center Book. the size of this room, but it's awesome. I bought uh, Louie and my mother in law, I bought her Christmas present there. Yeah. I like to. She wanted the Michelle Obama books. I went and cruised in there and grabbed that for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to just go and, like, especially, you know, there's every once in a while, like, if I'm already going to be in Dublin, like, I love Barnes and Noble. I love books. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll go there. But um, I do try to make it a point to support local businesses, like, by and large. So uh, you can order books ahead of time from them. They will call you and they'll bring it in, which is always really nice because good luck trying to order it from Barnes and Noble when Mm -hmm. they're out. Um, and they're nice. It's a, it's a small, they're just a really small business. They do events with local authors. They do events with the Livermore Public Library, and they're located in Pleasanton and in Livermore, and they have great kids' books. I what just, was the name of it again one more time? Town Center Book. Town Center Book. we got to figure books. out a way how we can... I mean, even just we just got every all the books that we start talking about. We got we got to bring it back to them somehow. Let's yeah, figure, let's oh, figure that nice. out. I'm That's sure we idea. could do some like pre-order stuff with them, but yeah, essentially they're they support like a local business and support yeah. Well, we, I People could even just cruise cool in there and look and see if there's one in there and then yeah. recommend it right out of I mean, there's a the few, future. like, they definitely carry a lot of, like, the New York Times, like, bestsellers. Like, we talked yeah, about Atomic great... Habits. They have Atomic Habits in there. Yeah. They, you know what, like, and it's very concise and it's very succinct of, like, what they have in there. And mm-hmm. you're, yeah. Which almost yeah. can work better when you think about books. Like, you're not going to be overwhelmed. Things have to yeah. move. So, like, I imagine the subject matters that they represent are always current, right? Mm-hmm. There's only yeah. so much space, so stuff mm-hmm. has to be relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. all the but more I, reason to go to that But I really spot. love them. I, I think they're I think they're a great business, and I, mm-hmm. I want them to get more business and support. You Those are my go? two. Matt, you want to, or shall I go? Um, no, I guess I'll go, because I, I was just thinking, and just because, like, as, as uh, tax time comes up, it was just prevalent a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, everybody's just got bummed out. Especially by the time this releases, because it's going to be like right when they're like due or get that extension. I'm not mad that I have to pay my taxes. I'm mad about the surprise of like how much it was. It would just be nice if you told me what it was throughout the year. Like, I don't like the surprise. That's the shitty aspect of it. $44,000. Oh, good time. We'll go for it, Mr. Tax. But uh, yeah, so I I think, um, for for me, that I'm excited this year, it's because I'm also, you know, play a very small role in it, I guess, is the Limerwine Wine Valley Inn. There's a couple mm-hmm. different moving parts that are happening with that thing. And so um, Michelle's been doing a great job of staying face and staying the course there. And so I hope that uh, everything stays on the timeline that they're hoping for this year. And in 2023, we see that sucker become erect and uh, vibe in there. Yeah. Well, shit, if there's anything this podcast and we can do to help advocate for that, because that's we're all excited about yeah. that. Um, let's yeah, fuck let's yeah. get we, Michelle on eventually. Yeah. yeah, we could bring her on. I think, um, you know, without going too far into it, I, I do know that we're getting close to a, a breakground uh, time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think uh, around that time, as things sync, sync up and there's some affirmative dates, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool to bring her on and kind of uh, and yeah. kick it off a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's where I was going with it. So. Yeah, I mean, and lastly, I you know I want to talk about Mago Kitchen, Tiana and her her husband, who I met him once. I unfortunately forget his name, Mr. Mago. Um, but they're, they, they're a young Island couple bringing Island cuisine, um, mm-hmm. and varying all the islands, particularly Guamain, uh, 
Guamanian oh, Guamanian cuisine. Um, were they? Cuisine. Have they been over at the wineries? They we like, just had them for the Prana? first time at Almost Famous. They have been. They're at the farmers market often. They work at the commissary. But kitchen they do like on. Pacific Island food, right? Yeah, lumpia. I think I met Pansit. them. Yes, when um, I was working um, at Nottingham one afternoon. Maybe I saw lumpia and I was like. And it is. I had. I got myself a, a stack of six the other day. Um, the food is fire. They're great people. Um, I had the opportunity and just getting to know her and, and being able to invite her into the almost famous space. So like, you know, we're, let's get to know who we're working with. And, yeah. Um, she's in it for all the right reasons. Um, and as always, I, you know, I love what, I love the conversation that her food as a median brings. Um, right. There's no better way to talk about history, each other, or quirks over something that we all need. Um, and that's tasty food, man. So, uh, Mego Kitchen and, you know, to, to, to a great year, um, we all need more Lumpia in our life. Absolutely. That's what I learned Absolutely. from that. So, um, awesome. Otherwise, man, that kind of wraps it up. So, um, Matt, I'm going to, I'm going to turn up this little Beach Boys vibe here. Um, and to send us out, you know, uh, you know, give us a a moment of gratitude. We're going to call this. I think that might be a closing segment that sticks, Yeah. Um, but whatever that means to you, I don't even have a definition for it yet. Take us away with our first moment (laughs) of gratitude. Well, I will say this, there is a, um, you could go and you could fact search this. You could write it into the Googles and look into the internet of things, but there is basically a consensus that we have one thought every second of the day. Your brain is the one organ that is working 100% of the time from the time you are born to the time you finally perish. So the thing I'm going to leave you with is as you look around, it is so easy to spot all the negative. It's so easy to consume the negative, the news, the radio. And what happens is those thoughts get curated by the things you are consuming, your food, what you're visualizing, what you're seeing. So as you're going out there, try to become present right now and look around and find me 10 really good things that you Mm. feel good about and you're grateful for in your life. List them out to yourself in your head. And what you're going to do is you're going to cue your subconscious to find more of those throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So take a moment, think about what you're grateful for. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your friends, your job, your position. (laughs) What better song to do that exercise with? So... Um, that wraps up episode four, season five, guys. Um, stay with us. It's only getting better. This is uh, JTM. We're out. TTG underscore podcast. Give us a follow. The best is yet to come. We'll see you later. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs>